episode 131 of tactical crouch kick tripod back yiska and joe back we're all back feels good to be back we hung out for a spike drop on friday but for the tactical crouch loyalists this is the first time having the crew back good to see you all good to be back had a good time in portland um i drove past all of the really violent parts uh, and walked through it many times and had a beer like across the street. So, uh, that was, that was in dude, so many pictures and everything. I'm like expecting a war zone and people to be angry all the time. And there's like dudes out there and their food carts selling me matcha tea, whatever else. So we got out of there safe. We're good. Uh, Hey guys. Hey. What up? What up? Um well fine. We'll just Yes, are you still playing chess? No. I just I, I literally just saw the screen change in your glasses and I'm yeah, 80, yeah, 80% sure. 80% Well, sure. I'm switching between chat and see this is pet show notes. Seen this? Now I go to chat. Bam. Don't you have two monitors? Yeah, but I need your beautiful faces on the other side. Huh? Oh. You ever Some tiny screen? brain stuff. Just have them both up simultaneously? Yeah, I look at you guys the entire time well, on no, the I, right but, side. I, 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 never mind, we're not going there. We're not getting there. Uh, Stupid Germans. Jesus. All right. Uh, chat and everybody else who are listening, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on your favorite RSS podcast listener, or hanging out with us in chat. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch or leave us a sub right here at twitch.tv slash kick tripod. We appreciate any and all your support, but the most important thing is that you're here listening to us or watching us. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, um, thanks. Other than that, uh, check us out every Monday and Wednesday at noon Pacific and Let's get into the news brought to you by, and so here's the thing, Chad, I apologize. I need to update this list. This list is a little updated, and I think some people have changed their names on Patreon, and I apologize. Uh, Patron producers, Battlecraft Pin Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Shop Sammy, Kasha67, Kuchi Kopi, Shara Picasso, Nathan Your Misery, Hunter Tane, Refine Bead, Rex Zane, Roger B, Fable Steven, Owen, Chris, R3444, Yiska's holding me hostage, please send help. I'm under Yiska's desk, please send help. Yiska says, fish, 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 fish. I think that's it. Is that it? Sweet. I think that's it. Thanks nice. for supporting. Uh, thank you. You guys are cool. Love right. you. Uh, patch notes. We got some new patch notes. Yes, These are the patch notes that are going live for uh, that are going to be played on this weekend, right? No. No. And that's, I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. So basically, we have talked about these patch notes before in the was it in the... Yeah, it must have been the scuffed episodes, right, Joe? Yeah, Wednesday-ish. It was the experimental card coming out. 
what is this? What are we doing with this? Will it all go live? Turns out it will. But what are we doing with this? Is this impacting playoffs at all? Well, yeah. So we speculated that maybe teams would come together uh, after the first, uh, after the playoffs, uh, between playoffs and uh, the top four, and maybe mm -hmm. talk about like getting on the same patch. Because let's be honest, this is pretty terrible for people trying to practice now outside of yeah. scrims. Like, <clears throat> and it, it gets worse, right? Like, I'm not sure if there's any anything going on behind the scenes where, for instance, Rainbow Six mm -hmm. is, um, well, wait, uh, let, let me not talk about this, but there are no th third party programs that okay. Uh, that are currently being talked about, uh, uh, that are currently like in Overwatch, mm -hmm. that could help Im have an improved practice um, environment, right? Like, so for instance, in uh, in CSGO, right? They, okay. You have FPL. FPL, for those that don't know, FPL is basically the tier one esports players are invited into a league. And... Um, it's like a separate matchmaking queue, right? Yes, that is made by um, Faceit, mm. and every month, uh, I believe, two players can be promoted into FBL uh, through their matchmaking rating, while some people will get demoted based on their right. inactivity. Most of the time, it's inactivity not actually being too bad for FBL, right? right. So that then facilitates a, an environment where you can pretty competitively play these matches because there's also money on the line based on the ranking that you have, right? Mm. So FPL attaches like $2,000 to first place or whatever uh, mm. each month. Also, I don't know what the regular stuff is. And they also moderate that queue. Now, this looks like a whole lot better than whatever Overwatch is right now with um, like ranked being like a pretty bad experience. You cannot really get casual or non-pro players in even in top 500 to uh necessarily always buy into the the meta comps that you need to play in order to practice mm -hmm. now you don't have you aren't even on the same patch and the same patch looks wildly different to the ones you would be practicing uh on live the the current um patch that is being played is pretty um like atrocious as a um a, as a gameplay experience like i don't know it's it's just the patch that's being played in overwatch league or the one that is just got pushed alive uh the the patch the patch that is in overwatch league when that was live was pretty terrible now a lot has changed they've i mean we can call it the anti uh, anti power creep patch and that's mm. i think that works uh, to a decent degree um, that probably will mess with the game a bunch. Oh, for uh, sure, yeah. When when that goes live, Massive and teams. these pro players, for like as far as we know, won't have a practice environment like this. And mm. how long is the, the season finals out? Six weeks or something? Like mid October, early October, something like that. I will check here. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not a workable solution. About two months out. Uh, that, that we have currently. I, I fully expect some amendments to be made 
not of course like for this weekend or even the next where we're mm -hmm. playing out these playoffs i think we're going to have to play these that patch it's bad enough that it is that patch but after that maybe we'll see some amendments i i think otherwise jesus christ like i don't think we'll have much fun with that one I mean, I think it'll be fine. I think the the ranked environment for the patch previous to the one that is currently live that was just pushed to live um, is is vastly different from what'll be played. I think we kind of went over that. Um, I don't expect it to be too bad. Um, I, I I again, I'm still like wrong, scratching my head on how some of these compositions are going to work and if they're going to work. So um, I don't think it'll be all that, that worrisome. Yeah, it is. I'll give you the juice uh, this week, but from what I've heard, it is. So I, I'm already, oh my God. I, can, currently, I'm just in the mood of, uh, let me just watch some Valorant instead, like some 10K tournament. Can we back up for a second and just talk about what's in the, the live patch notes? Because some people, I think, who aren't, constantly hanging sure. out on the subreddits and everything else just might not know what's in it. I'm not going to go through everyone specifically, but generally, so mm -hmm. um, multiple heroes, Anna, Ash, uh, Baptiste, uh, Junkrat, McCree, um, the Widowmaker, Zarya had changes to their ammos or their how much either how much ammo an ability uses or just reduce the ammo capacity completely. They mm. changed how dam beam type damage works against um, armor. So instead of reduction being 20%, it's now redu reduced by 30%. Um, there's, I, there's, I feel like there's one other pretty big one I'm missing. Which one is it? Uh, the Moira changes. I think a lot of people were talking about um, where the, Lingering heal was reduced from four seconds to two seconds. Mm. Um, healing per second was increased slightly from 65 to 70. And then the healing resource consumption rate increased from 11 to 14%. Yep. Um, so they've done um, quite a bit. Their damage attack angle reduced by 37. Healing resource gain rate increased by 50%. Um, yeah. So... So it's more punishing uh, for yeah. those who just spam left click instead of tapping it. You're supposed to. Um, yeah, I don't know. These are uh, a vast amount of changes that are surely going to change the meta um, or at least um, change how we view certain heroes. Um, changes, some changes. A little bit more impactful than others. I don't think Widowmaker's changes are all that interesting. Just makes her a little or much worse at like absurd ranges where you're not just shooting across the map. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to kind of digest and I still don't even know if this is actually going to be played. It seems like it's well received for the most part from those who played the experimental patch and, and voiced their opinions on it. So seems interesting. Um, seems to be a whole lot more healthy than watching ranked divulge itself into hogs aria. So yeah. yeah, good thing for most people. 
I'm still scratching my head exactly what this means for the Overwatch League playoffs. So we'll have to wait for an update. Is there, I mean, putting a patch out at any point throughout the playoffs feels really anti-competitive, right? Like that's, that is the implication I'm hearing from you here is that if, if this patch did it like if it went live today and the whole playoffs was played on the patch, it sounds like at least you could have an argument for it, right? But sure, yeah, uh, it would have to be uh announced but much more early, right? Like yeah. we don't want to have this go live today and then Thursday we start playing, right? Chat, yeah, chat. Be... we know this is not the playoff patch. Stop, <laughs> stop with that. It's not what we it's not what we're saying. But the implication is why is this going to live and we still have weeks of playoffs left, and that means that we have weeks of overwatch league playing on an old patch uh which yep. is a problem in itself so yep. problem um that blizzard has talked about quite extensively previously where they don't like having the, the environments be that different um so what does this mean nobody really knows that's the idea that's that's basically what we're speaking to you well, what does this mean what does this mean for the playoffs if anything does this yep. mean anything at all we've obviously had specter come out and say that this, you know, the patch previous to this one is going to be the one played in playoffs. Does that mean that we'll get this for grand finals? Will they redact what they said previously? I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm really There's no not way. sure. There's no way. I'll end the podcast if they patch it for grand finals. <laughs> I will, I, I, I'm not. I'm not joking. Okay. Right. Dude. I don't know how this, there's no, there's, there's only losses here. There's only else. Whatever they do, it's an L. Like, changing in the middle of playoffs is principally pretty trash. No. Playing this patch out is an L. Like, I, I don't know. Like, maybe just have like a proven patch where we know where the meta is steering when you pronounce that to be the playoff patch. Now it's just, like, Nero just tweeted, uh, and I quote, y'all uh, are not ready for, uh, for APAC playoff meta. I'm not. You're right. I'm absolutely not. Not yeah, re ready to watch this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> if it's that crazy, I don't know. Like, <sighs> it wouldn't be the first time a game's had a bad playoff patch. It's why I don't like playoff patches, because, again, you're kind of rolling the dice on what yeah. the, the game will become. Um, but if that's if that's what we can expect, then that's and that's what we're going to get. That's what Overwatch is going to be. We're going to get hero pools. We're going to get playoff patches that eliminate roles from entirely from the game. Like, that's just uh, a prescription of modern Overwatch. I don't know. Maybe that's just the, the way the future. Dude, being a Bla Activision Blizzard esports is a wild ride, my dude. Like, CDL just today was announced. Yeah, they're like, they're yeah, we're going to do 4v4. 5 to 4. Like, currently, there's just like 20% of the CDL. Just like, uh, okay, I guess I'm jobless then. Like, God, this so, is nuts. That's such dude. a bizarre change, like, too. And I'm not, I'm still not convinced that, like, not 100% convinced that this mm. isn't coming to Overwatch either. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And this is. 100%. I mean, it's it's wild, dude. Like, this is just 
uh it's just is this is formula one the esports experience where it's like every year we have some atrocious change and the general like slope of viewership other than i think 2019 there was a big jump probably mm -hmm. because there was some like new television contract or something that doesn't right. really uh block the trend but like yeah dude like we just want some consistent experience and yeah, like we haven't found like the good stuff again, but like we are in year four now, like we should have, like, I don't know how much, how much more attention do you, do you expect me to do? And then like, it's like 2,700 dedicated people in this scene. And like, I don't know, like, are, are you feeling like playoff hypey at the moment? No, I mean, I, I've been very critical of blizzard in the past for their playoff uh mishandling and their hype uh lack or or lack thereof uh creation and content um yeah i don't know i couldn't tell you when i mean i had to look the other day to see when play-in starts because i thought they started last weekend um yeah it's it's kind of weird um hearing that the playoff patch might actually be kind of goofy um, in terms of the meta, has me uh, interested cynically. So, okay, we're doing it again, guys. Look at Joe's face. I just posted what it, what it will be. Let's interpret Joe's face once again. Slogan, I mean, slogan. That's the thing. Is like, even if that is the case, I wonder if that would be across the board. If that makes sense, without yeah, like yeah, saying okay. too much. Sure. Um, I I I hope. For... That would be the most played composition. Like when we're saying this is meta, that doesn't mean it's played on 2CP. It doesn't mean it's sure, sure, sure. played on control. It's just like this will have roughly like 40% playtime or whatever. With uh, trying to dance around the bush here for, for a moment, like there is more to that that encompasses the entire league, if that makes sense. I, I wonder how, how deep those roots go. To the the entire meta game and all sure. of the teams Based on the participating. Sure, you could say that. Mm -hmm. okay, Again, so I think the season as a whole has showcased that people do want some crazy zany, you know, wacky stuff, right? No, it hasn't. Um, apparent. I mean, I don't know. Otherwise, they would tune in. Like the the people that uh, say they want hero pools are looking just as silly as supported to people right now. All talk, no action. Uh, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't think I can. Fair, I don't think I can agree. Many of the support tier two people actually do s stuff that supports tier two. Yeah, but sure. there's a good chunk of uh, that just uh, of say people that. that also don't say it anymore. That mm -hmm. like, if, if that was true, then we like would have some significant. I don't. I'm just. I don't see I, the. I don't with... see the the connection to fans wanting like crazy zany kind of comp. Because like we're that. at 30k viewers, and then once we get token drops and tournaments, then it goes up. There was so, no budge in the in the viewership whatsoever. By the way, that's that, also that's, something that Broy said. Like he, like I assume Broy is someone that looks at the numbers. There's no discernible di difference between uh, no? a hero pool, a hero pools being played, and people actually enjoying that by in in essence by showing up. Sure. I would imagine Blizzard would have those numbers then as well. And 
they would make changes according to that, but apparently they think otherwise. I, I think uh, people showing up to the live broadcast is a little bit of a disingenuous only marker for uh, content, especially after they moved to YouTube. So VODs are way more accessible up in a much more timely manner. And the number sure, no. of the, the number of matches that we've had, especially over the last two months have been just kind of insane because we've been doing catch up matches and mm, COVID definitely and, some. and everything else. Like, I think that there's a lot of different things that contribute to that. I do yeah, believe but that's not the argument. Okay. The argument is we played without hero pools. Mm. We have the, the slopes of the first and second season, how the, uh, viewership behaves. And there's no anomaly, an uptick in viewership, unless you believe people actually watched way less Overwatch during COVID because that pandemic has an inherent property that makes everyone scared of Overwatch, but not of ev every other esport that saw 100% growth rates. I'm not saying that. I, I mean, for all we know, uh, the, the switch to hero pools tapered the downswing that we could have saw this season. Like, that, sorry, that's a, sorry. Viewer, viewership again? is an incomplete um, mm -hmm. number without intention. So if we had, let's say we had a perfect world in which we lived in two different realities, one where we kept no hero pools, one where we had one. And in this other reality, viewership went down when we kept no hero pools. Um, and whatever else, whatever other changes mm -hmm. you want to balk at. So you've got this downward trend, and then you have this post-hero pool meta where it's a little bit more like this. That viewership doesn't tell the story of the correlation between viewership with and without hero pool, except that they largely stayed flat, even though viewership was trending downwards under no hero pools. No, the point is that there is no diff discernible difference. The point is, is that you can't know that, that. That's the point. Using a flat line like this and saying there's no discernible yeah. difference because we had this change when before the line was like this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know the lines of that very... The, the, how the lines went the two years before. I mean, and you the can't only use two years before. You can't... Two years before, yeah. The properties that changed different? was that suddenly everyone was locked in at home and therefore they watched less Overwatch. I mean, you also have a complete platform change. But we have the compa There's comparison no between audience. like no live start broadcast. of the season. Sorry? I don't know. There's a lot that changed and I feel like we're just hand-waving that away. But we have perfect. comparisons based on that. We you have no hero pools. You uh, can compare that, but there again, there's a lot that changed. Yes, there was no hero pools. We also had a live audience. You also have a live broadcast. You also are all in one place. You also have more content to be created. There's a lot that changed. I don't think you're necessarily taking that into account. Yes, you have one and not the other, right? You have no hero pools and hero pools. They're... The numbers don't add up, but you're completely hand-waving away at the platform change. Yeah, but the, like, only, the only thing that this tells us is that... is not even remotely in, in, the, in the realm of uncertainty. The only thing that this tells us that is that the changes this year did not contribute to a meaningful increase or increase at all in viewership. Yes, that's my argument. That's, that's it. Not that viewership sure. is worse or that people don't care yes, about hero true. pools. Um, or that hero pools was not an effective way to 
stave off the downward trend that was happening last year. Those are mm-hmm. all assumptions that we cannot we're make making. on the data that sure. were. And, and like that, you guys that was must the believe that there's I had some to... underlying magic in the ether that nobody else can sense. But the uncertain, and we're giving it to the uncertainty god, mm-hmm. and therefore elevating, like it doesn't logically add up. Orcam's razor clearly is that there's a huge weight for people watching more Overwatch based on being locked inside. There should be. There should be. But then so there is it. Every other esports has upticks 100%. in viewership. Are you making prescriptions onto why that is? I'm I'm not disagreeing with the numbers. Yeah. I'm disagreeing with the justifications for why those numbers didn't increase. Like at that point, you guys aren't certain of anything in your life. Sure. Okay. I suppose. I'm, you cannot I'm, literally cannot like this is the level of certainty as that you can believe your eyes unless you have a very good counterexample or counterforce mm-hmm. that very obviously is the case i'm not saying it's 100% but it doesn't need to be in order to be a certainty okay i think we have different different definitions of certainty then i suppose but yeah i don't know i think if if we're to trust blizzard which there's no you know, you, you say how you, you trust them however much you want. You can put as much stock into them as you want um, or, or as little. I think they've left a convenient back door for them to exit hero pools as conveniently and as quickly as they want to, and they have it. So they must have something that we don't know because we're still in hero pools, or at least we were. Because be competitive somehow. Bank. No, competitive integrity would have been even more... Uh, they would have looked at, at like clowns if it just took it away at some point in the season. They already yeah. talked about how they disliked changing the most tiny things. Jeff Kaplan mm-hmm. himself did that. Then mm-hmm. they did five other changes. Sure. Like the, the reason very obviously is that you can't commit to such a systemic huge change with a league format and expect to hold competitive integrity and go okay we're doing the first month of the season under uh no hero pools then we're going to mm-hmm. hero pools oh it's a terrible format let's for the last two months of the season not go not go hero pools they did the best thing in taking hero pools away that they could they introduced parts of the season where there was no hero there pools. wasn't sure and but we all we, you we've gone over why that also is problematic in a number of ways sure but like, there's no way to step any any more back from that uh, change than I, I think that they already did without making a fool of. I, again, I th- I'd be I'd be lying if I didn't say that this wasn't like in a way a bad faith argument in looking at Blizzard's communication in terms of well, if you guys don't like it, then we'll just get rid of it. It's not the case. We understand that this hasn't necessarily increased viewership, like you're saying with COVID and. Nothing's really changed from it. So yep. either they have something we don't know, or it was a failure. Yeah, I would be very surprised if that returns in the same mode. That's that's I the could, whole point of the argument. I I could totally see they they them bring them back like with four week uh, things or something fundamentally changes about Overwatch, but which doesn't necessitate it. I think like I don't know. 
it, it might just be just as fit as no reports because at the end of the day, maybe nobody cares what they're even watching and they're just there to have a beer with friends while watching. While that's what tokens. I, I wonder if, if that's what Blizzard actually thinks that the Owl viewer thinks of the game, which is sobering to admit. Um, I don't think that. I think a lot of people are interested in like the mechanics and the nuance and the strategy of the game, maybe at differing levels. Um, maybe you don't need to know or don't care to know the entire grand scheme of things, but a, a general through line and a general story and a general like style or feel for each team. Yeah, I think people genuinely want that, but yeah, I, I don't know. Again, that was the whole that was the whole argument that I was trying to portray is that if we assume what Blizzard says to be true and we hold them basically to their word. What is stopping them from reverting it? If we understand that nothing, nothing positive has come from it. I mean, even just last week. It's competitive integrity. It was a competitive integrity question to introduce it in week four. Sure. So you don't make so many mistakes so often, right? Was it a mistake to keep it the entire season? Yeah, seems like it was. I mean, it was okay. It maybe wasn't a mistake to try things. I no, I don't think it was a mistake to try things to pilot it. I think they should have created a contained system. Maybe it should have been like what one stage oh, okay. uh, format sure. where it's like, let's say we still have stages, and stage two would have been the hero pool like, stage, and we just sure. tried something, and after that. We went back or decided, okay, this actually is quite fun. Let's let's continue doing it. I think that'd be a fair a fair shake. Again, we didn't get that. Yeah. So on, again, unless we, they have something we don't know. The viewership really hasn't seen an uptick in terms of you know how successful hero pools have been. Granted, again, we're going into playoffs, so this this kind of conversation is for the birds. But um, yeah, just interesting to, to kind of think about and i agree for the most part to your point i i would put a little bit more stock into the viewership and not necessarily landing due to a lot of the changes that we had this season look i hero just take issue that. with that hero pools did nothing positive for viewership based on an average number over a number of weeks i think that that's just in an income taking incomplete information drawing but something with a lot of variables and attributing yes. it to one. Yes, and there's a counter variable that should lift that graph up and still can go up. And it should be a huge counter variable because it was a 100% multiplier on many other esports in terms of viewership, right? And looking at the curved pattern of the other mm -hmm. two seasons, it doesn't, unless you believe there's some other, um, like, rough pattern of content consumption on YouTube where people magically don't watch more in the month of what, what was it? Was it April when it was introduced? Like there must be a very obvious oh. counterforce to the two forces. Hero Pulse is positive mm. and pandemic happens and everyone sees huge viewership rises. How many? If how both of those are positive and I'm not arguing that it's strictly negative, right? I'm saying nobody cares, really, truly cares. Or a lot of people care and the same amount of people don't uh, hate it. Maybe like we're canceling each other out in, in the growth pattern. But like if, if there's a 
is a, a gigantic multiplier and we're still not ticking up. And the only upticks that we could prove and very a gigantic, very you're talking about the gigantic up, 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 or multiplier. So multiplier meaning COVID-19 increasing yeah. viewership in other esports. Mm -hmm. And by multiplier, are you saying times two multiplier or yeah. just an uptick? Yeah, I mean, it was, um, uh, I don't for some esports, it was times two. It wasn't yeah. for all. But there was multiplier seems between like twenty percent and like hundred percent. Yeah, just like increase, in, an increase, but it's an increase. Like this. I don't, I wouldn't prescribe any napkin math to it, and I'm sure, sure. some people have looked at it. it but I would agree that there's an increase across the board, and we haven't necessarily seen that outside of the the tournaments. Which again, credit to Blizzard, have been a good addition. How many of those leagues started from scratch on YouTube this year? Um, after being on Twitch last year. No, we're comparing to our league. And the other leagues, they were on YouTube beforehand. Like League of Legends, for instance, didn't see that dip. And sure. Like they just had a 900k And they've uh, been, final, they've been right? there. Their viewers know where to go for it now. How to consume it. What is exactly the pattern where people forget during a global pandemic that they panic and don't know where the Overwatch button is? I mean, that's disingenuous, right? Like, people people are creatures of habit. I wake up in the morning and I go watch sure. Twitch. Even Dr. Disrespect is on YouTube. I watch Dr. Disrespect on Twitch almost every day. He's on YouTube now. I haven't watched him since. Not because I don't think he's a great streamer. Not because mm -hmm. I don't like Dr. Disrespect. It's just not part of my pattern. It's not because I sure. don't even dis don't care sure. about it. I just catch up with the highlights later on. I, I understand. But then that pattern, what you're describing, would have to be within the first five weeks of play as well, right? Like if if there's no habit I mean, of people going to YouTube, like A, we already had a multiplier and it, we lost a lot of viewership due to YouTube. We can pretty confidently say that based on the... Yeah, totally. That we and had. we expect it to. Sure. Right. But and we then, never saw that uptick with COVID. I think that's his point. Is that yeah, I COVID mean, okay, here's a big, pretty a big thing, I suppose, in fairness, that we would have to say. No live production could actually be the, this hidden variable that you're talking about. So maybe, for some reason, our audience cares about production value and people not casting out of their be bedrooms very heavily, much more so than any other esports. That's, for instance, like one counterweight that would explain that uh, COVID was maybe not a big uptick for us. And it was actually so bad that it dragged down whatever benefits uh, um, HeroPools contributed. Because we know, like, okay, let's say this is the slope. We just measure, imagine a revert or a bathtub, right? Like, that's the viewership over, uh, over sure. season, right? It starts yeah. up top, and then we go down, and then we go slightly up again, right? At the end for playoffs. That same pattern would, in different sizes, be represented on Twitch and the YouTube numbers. Presumably, unless there's some uh, different quality, right? Mm. It would be very weird to have a bathtub that has like a serious dent in April, where exactly he repulls it. For sure. And like the 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 uplift of um, hero pulls just mm. like lifted everyone up. Maybe there is a pattern where people actually feel less inclined to just regularly check and like the the um like the honeymoon phase of like oh yeah i get to watch overwatch uh 
then goes down more heavily than it was on Twitch because YouTube is not in the general browsing structure, for instance, of a viewer. It's not, it's these, these not patterns discoverable, so especially live. Live discoverability is... I mean, I, I never agree. had it not on my front page when it was live. The, the, again, it's, it's not, not for the people who are looking You're for it. You're already subscribed it's to a bunch of Overwatch people. channels. Yeah, it's going to the algorithm will probably push it towards you again. I'm not, I'm not yes, in the algorithm. Yes, but we're talking about the, like, do you guys think people that, like, do you think how? Okay, from the hundred thousand players, viewers that watch on day one, how many mm -hmm. make it through the season and are more or less regular viewers? I'm gonna, at I'm the gonna end use a it? parallel industry for a second. I know for a fact that fifty percent of YouTube viewers who view. Um, content creation videos. So, uh, Harris Heller, Epis Vox, and this is a little bit of a parallel thing here, are not subscribed to any channels. Mm -hmm. okay. Do you subscribe to channels? Uh, yeah. But are they I don't Overwatch? use the channel subscriptions to. Sure, but the, the fact that you are subscribed there checks you no. off so that when you hit that live or you go to Overwatch League or you are just on your front page, you are more likely to get that stream. And as far as we know so far, and the people that I have checked with, it's based on your subscriptions, not your browsing patterns. Okay. That's as far right. as I know. So if we can assert that 50% that number is somewhat accurate in esports as it is to uh, people who are consuming this other type of content on YouTube, we could assume that a lot of people who consume Overwatch content aren't subscribed to Overwatch channels and then aren't getting fed the feeds. That is largely my point. Okay. But how do you then explain that we saw almost a 100% increase in viewership based on tournaments and drops? Consistently, by the way. I think that there's a lot for that. I just don't think it's because of Hero Pools. No, I'm saying like if Hero Pools was as big of a boon as, for instance, tournaments would be right. or token drops would be, you would see the same pattern occur in. The, in those instances, right? Mm -hmm. you'd, you'd, you'd see some sort of pattern. I don't know I'm, if it'd be I'm, at the same I'll, magnitude. But... Okay, so I play a tournament. My view... Oh, okay, and here's the problem because it's not... Like, they introduce tournaments and drops at the same time, right? Yeah. But because we can look at regular season play then between tournaments, we can sort of see that tournaments bring an uptick in, uh, in wanting yeah. to be... Um, or are desirable to watch, right? Mm -hmm. So, very measurable. Every time a, a tournament comes on, we go up, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go down again. So, mm -hmm. if Hero Pools or the novelty that Hero Pools brings, we would have to see at the introduction of Hero Pools. And we had a atrocious meta before that, right? Like, before that was Hero one Pools? of. So you didn't like it? The goosh, nah. That like I would have. I mean, it wasn't my favorite ever, but I. I would have invented Hero Pools if that would have been the entire weeks. That would have been the it wasn't worst. That, that would have been the worst season meta we've had yet. I think. Yeah, but maybe I don't that would have been, been some innovation. Meta, of course. I think we put way you really too think much that stock. That would go the entire season. I think we put way too much stock in how much people care about the metas being played as good or bad metas when they're changing monthly. I really do. Right now or in the past? This year. Just to be clear. This, this year. year. 
Well, because we've yeah, only had a meta there's... changing every five weeks ever in Overwatch this this year. Last year we had multiple months of same patches and same rough stuff. Yeah, for sure. I I think I agree in terms of j- just the general apathy because you can't. There's not like a consistent like viewing experience where I know that I'm going to tune in and I'm going to see these teams play this composition or like this style or maybe I'll see some variation for the most you know maybe based on the map. But I I think kind of general apathy is probably increased um due to that i and i, don't think I would be thing. surprised if the target market and i think that this is a bad for overwatch league if overwatch league's meaningful base is mm-hmm. people who think i'm excited to see x composition this week we're we're already a sunk ship i don't i don't think it's as simple as that i think it's more of just like i can expect a coherent experience maybe within a month or maybe two months or or an extended amount of time where i can tune in and i know vaguely what i'm gonna see and it isn't gonna going to be like this kind of crazy fiesta like oh you don't know what you're gonna get type of thing i think that general thing lends itself and we've talked about this in the past um to storylines and creating drama and creating things that people can actually hold on to that aren't necessarily directly to the game like a composition so you have styles battling against one another you have an underdog a very clear underdog and a very clear favorite you don't really have that right now so it's not as much as it's tied to the actual gameplay mechanics as it is to everything gameplay mechanic adjacent does that make sense that's at least what i'm trying to say i mean i generally agree right the ultimate goal is that you have a team that you that you like and you tune in to watch that team number one Number yeah. two, and you kind of can know what to like, expect. You play Overwatch, you like Overwatch, you want to see other people play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, like those are kind of like, I think you know, I, I, with the level of traditional sports models, which we can talk about the fallacies in that. I, I understand, sure. uh, but traditional sports models isn't built off of the super fan. Um, it isn't. There's, I mean, there's as far as mm. who they, sure. um, who can. What's the right way to say the the non super fan who tunes in every week represents just as much money, if not more than the smaller segments of super fans. Like, sorry, everybody in Overwatch uh, or in our chat right now talking about like, I didn't like this stuff and the stuff like the fact that you remember doesn't even this means this doesn't even apply to you. I'm sorry. You're too invested. Um, it, it's the, the people like, uh, Katie, my brother who, or my friend who tune in, like, mm. he likes the Boston uprising. doesn't care if they want to lose, doesn't care how bad they are. You tune in. That's where esports markets or just, I guess, viewership markets are built off in general when there comes to an investment and catering to like those kind of storylines is really difficult as far as gameplay adjacent if you get too adjacent to gameplay or too close to gameplay i think you lose that is kind of what i was trying to get out i don't yeah i i think we haven't really had at least like looking at pre-tournaments and post-tournament like narratives i'll say or or things that have been gameplay adjacent i think we've been severely lacking in that department totally and i think there's a very clear problem child that i'd point to mm-hmm. and again this was all just a to jab at hero pools and i think the message has been a resounding yeah but big the way, failure across the board can can i make 
I actually argue against myself uh, with another aspect that uh, okay was it yeah Brad sort of brought me to this where it's like what it also could be deci- uh, uh, despite the um, the production value going down could also be that there's now a split in the regions where it is very easy for a viewer to just not care about one region while yeah. if a team traveled lo- around maybe you the probability of getting attached to one of them would have probably increased, though the viewership uh, time zones would have not mm-hmm. been different, right? Um, of course, we're also talking about viewership patterns within North American context, so you would have expected a lower viewership for NA anyway, right? Which we sort of should probably take into account when we're discussing um, North American uh, YouTube numbers as well. Possibly there's an adverse uh, effect towards uh, higher sustainable viewership because like you have less teams you could potentially get attached to or maybe your t- favorite team that you that is now no longer in your time zone yes, is no longer playing. That was my kind of question was if we're talking about clear live viewership and you know a somebody's favorite team being one of the asian teams kind of leaving yeah i could see a drop off there but does that negate the the even amount of production value that has been lost across the board over most esports that can't be live right now um does that negate like you said the covid increase Somehow, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit more skeptical on that front. Um, and to a degree... Yeah. Okay, so my current assumption is the following. Okay. I think we are going to see a lot of online play next year as well. Sure. Makes sense. Um, I mean, that's I think if you're, something to be expected. I think it's very likely that very late into the season, while we're already planning what we're doing next year, Mm-hmm. There's plausible, there's a plausible risk assessment that there's a possibility that these home stands can be uh, sure. made. Sure. I also think, and this might be a shock to you guys, that some of the owners have be- become wise to that not being the way to go. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think even if COVID, if we find a um, a vaccine tomorrow. And we've like vaccined everyone until the end of the month on the planet and have achieved sure, herd yeah. immunity. I still don't think we're going to a full homestand model next year, based on uh, the feasibility of broadcast mm-hmm. and the uh, connected mm-hmm. um, production value and everything. I right. think, to a degree, there is skepticism towards that concept. And I suppose <clears throat> I, I wrote an article about uh, the, uh, the implementations of the metaverse, right? So mm. the metaverse is like the connecting pathway between virtual realities or augmentative ver- rea- realities. So <clears throat> metaversial uh, inventions would be things that cross over different medias. Right. So, for instance, one aspect of the metaverse is Travis Scott having a concert in Fortnite. 
or um like marvel characters showing up in in fortnite what's going on you guys are looking very i uh, can't say that i didn't uh wasn't uh sure on that one now to be fair not not to Oof. interrupt you we'll, we'll we'll get to this i don't think this is as severe as it seems i agree i think people are going to very uh understandably shoot from the hip um for audio listeners who aren't in chat and did not see the tweet uber just tweeted that um as of i believe october um, as 13th. of October 13th, I will operate. I'll be operating as a freelancer. I'm open to all, any and all opportunities as a play by play commentator and host. My experience lies in FPS slash mobile card games with 10 years of esports broadcast experience. Let's work together. Right. And then email link. Okay. So you want the, the very possible, uh, like optimistic take here? Maybe this is a negotiation strategy. I think it is. Get us right up. I think it is. <sighs> I, I don't think this is bad. I don't know if this is. View. Yes, it is very an optimistic take, but I think that's all you can look into it for as of right now. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I was already skeptical with how the uh, casters last year were treated. Um, and then now this year, I think people have gotten wise to that. I don't think it's a coincidence that people like sideshow have been very heavily dabbling in valorant and you know a lot of those guys making content about other games um it, I, it doesn't surprise me that he's moving to freelance is this a negotiation is he trying to pull leverage i don't think that here's, uber is completely lost in overwatch like he might not just be a fixture here's say. what we should make sure that we say it does not say does not sure. say he will not be casting overwatch league yes. next year or overwatch again mm -hmm. yep that does that is not in that tweet true but it that very likely means that it's going to be less right it if it i was to put my thinking cap on i would say so the same time like pre-covid homestands did we see less of pucket and yep. golden boy not really honestly <laughs> We saw them at all the homestands hosting anyway. Now, hosting casting is different. I totally get it. But sure. and casters are treated differently or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. I think Golden Boy and Pucket are two examples of people who aren't like obviously Zoe ended up taking over kind of that role uh, and doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. Uh, yep. <sighs> OK, uh, so I don't know, like. It's it's uh, it's it's a weird one, but let's not. uh. Yeah, I I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't shoot from the hip just yet until you get the the confirmation if there was ever going to be one come next season that Uber has nothing to do with Overwatch. Once that comes out, then I think grab the pitchforks and the torches and and knock follow on up tweet Blizzard's door. I am still okay. associated with the Overwatch League and have a great working relationship with them. I'm just free to pursue other opportunities after the there season ends. See, listen here, chat. All good, all good, chat. See. We're okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It doesn't say he'll be back next year. No, no. It also does not say he'll not be yet. back next year, but. I think this lends uh, itself more to the leverage argument. You know, good working relationship. Sure. Got an agent. I don't know who he was using sure. as his agent before him. I just have a new agency. 
To be Nacho, fair, Nacho. every every talent agented up, right? Like Satchel Brand, yep. Yep. with CSA, yep. um, as they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's sure. it's very smart to. Uh, I understand the concern. I get it. I'm I'm right there with you. But I don't think we can. No, no, it's, we can. Yeah. You know, rage the machine. <sighs> The thing is, there's a big bad boy in town, and they got big monies, and <laughs> like the assumption being that they are going to have big, big tournaments, and they already took an MVP from us, dude. And they're going to be taking a whole lot more, I think. Uh, dude, I would. I look at DJ Khaled, and then I look at Rise, and I'm just like, I mean, those are not. Okay, I look at Rise and then I look at the MVP candidate little videos and how everyone is so happy about this. Would would people that get a Rise-esque Overwatch feature ever actually stop (sighs) orgasming? Probably not. I think that would probably ruin the internet. Um, But there again, you're also looking at two different audiences who have been like conditioned differently, right? Like the League of Legends audience have been conditioned to expect as much. The Overwatch audience really has never give us give it to us we're very thankful we're we're very happy about like admittedly well-drawn and pretty cool 30 second features when others have the biggest artists in the world doing songs for you with sick visuals while incorporating (laughs) the stories of your pro players making it meaningful mythologizing having nine and a thousand people in your like one region just curb stomp every other esports and viewership while we'll have 200 million people watch worlds once again i agree so while we're here we have to kind of celebrate what we do have we have sofi sophie you know apologies if i'm getting the company's name wrong with the florida mayhem coming out and supporting yaki with the mvp race i think that was very well done i thought it was well put together i think the success around that should show and I, I don't know how much else you need to show the league that content like this is appreciated, is beloved, is mythologized, and should be created by the league to support its players. I don't know why or why else you would need an in-house representation of that when nearly every esport can do something similar and kind of showcase the increase that that gives very measurably, I would say. Um, but we have something now. We had something last year with the playoffs. It returned this year. With the fun little 15, not even 15, maybe like 10 second little teaser video for each team of the avatar running through, you know, the city of Guangzhou and the charge animal of some sort is, you know, it's, it's these these little things I think people gravitate towards. It's this content that people really are, are, you know, foaming at the mouth for. And it's been my gripe for a long time now. Why aren't we getting more of that? Where is this? interest why aren't we putting the interest back into the cycle right if that makes sense hopefully that's not too convoluted uh yeah i don't know i wish i wish we got more things like the the, the rise interviews or the rise you know animation i i look I, i'd like this to be better like i'm looking at the viewership numbers for that uh docu feature right yeah on youtube it has 9k views the Rising star Yaki for rookie MVP mm-hmm. uh, on the Mayhem channel has seven hundred and forty-two. 
Do you want me to look up how much rice has? No. You mean you it's literally mean just seven hundred and forty-two? Yes. Yeah. Rise, League of Legends. I'm gonna say. Let me guess. I'm gonna say. And this came out last weekend or this weekend? No, no, last year. No, no, no. This is. Oh, the rise. Oh, wait, not, no, the new one. Oh, you're talking uh, about the rise. Baddest? Okay, let's, uh, let's yeah, look at the baddest. The baddest. I'm gonna say they're already at thirty million. Six hundred k. Oh, well past six hundred k. Yeah, they're at thirteen million, and it 13, isn't the when did main. It come out? On the twenty seventh week. Yes. Well, okay, the baddest is so, sort of a little bit different because KDA isn't necessarily the esports thing. It no, is a world a... song, but it's like so. If I look at just to give people that maybe are like don't know about just how large League of Legends is, mm -hmm. pop stars. So uh, the the last year's. No, oh, two years ago, actually, I think, uh, World sure. Song was um, has three hundred and sixty-eight million views on uh, on YouTube. That being the main video, right? Then mm. Warriors, the one five years ago, has two hundred and seventy-eight. Rise has two hundred and twenty-eight million. That's a dedicated esports song where the yep. main characters of the song and the song, the story of the song. Is mm. about esports only, with uh, basically telling the story of uh, ambitions climbed to the top, having to face the the champion Faker. Right? right. By the way, very easily easily doable with season one champions Jeshan Prophet, which Certainly. I suggest on uh, uh, Twitter. For. That's not why anyone's listening to the song, though. Just so we're clear, it's just a. I think no, it it's just a really catchy song. No, no, no. no. People at no, people at does. people at Katie's work listen to that song. They've never. They, sure. I couldn't even tell you what League of Legends is. It's way beyond. I mean, it's, it's, it's amount of irresponsible to say that that is an esports song as far as the bubble that has gotten it to X thirty million views, whatever you said it was at. Irresponsible. Two hundred million people watched Worlds. I understand. I mean, I, I, I completely agree that probably like people that listened or looked at this video are probably like for this very story, it's probably only 20% because there's a lot of replays in there. There's definitely people like at least half the people are listening to this because they like the song. It's a that said, song. it's also not the, the, not the official video. And then we can also compare it to the remix. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because they had a remix with Bobby. That has 23 million views, right? In and, comparison. And to be clear, I don't, I won't speak for Yeska. Um, but I think the idea is that this song was created for esports. It's not a, it's not directly about esports, to be fair. Um, the video is heavily uh, themed around esports and League of Legends esports. Um, so is it directly? Probably not. Is it directly, you know, an esports uh, IP or content or a piece of content? Not necessarily, but it does a good job of doing what I believe he's talking about is giving it a shot in the arm of this incredible hype and fervor and catching yeah. um, almost like a viral fire online. Let's let's let me also completely be clear about my bias. When I watched that video for the first time, I had a spiritual experience I've 
never had in a church. I'm not kidding. This I'm being genuine. Like I'm. That's not an exaggeration. I fucking spiritually splooched. Right. This is the shit I want out of esports. This is all I, all that it ever should be. Right. Mm, Yeah. Um. And to a degree, like also, a lot of people don't didn't like the song, but Phoenix is a dope as hell frame as well yeah. where it's about beating yourself and beating whatever it is inside you that is saying you can't mm-hmm. do it right right and that had also representative and it was like a music video shot like with dope visuals with the um yeah. with the uh players as well also mm-hmm. every on-stage performance actually involves the players the players are like are either being lifted up. Joe, it's not I, abstract. Look at the the. I, last I know what you're talking about. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I think the again. I'll be the semantic here. I think the verbiage of involves is a little uh, broad. I'll say. Okay, so they are on stage and they are being let in, and their uh, highlights of they how they got there. Yes. are being shown and they're sh- being shown their yes. corporal but let's let's uh, make it very clear that they're you know they're Faker and Bjergsen are not singing and dancing and no, doing they're Michael Jackson sung- no, flips no, no. and tricks right they're, no 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 the, yeah it's no they're, they, they, the they're on stage up- they're supported yeah and they they are a part of the uh performance they are fixtures Yo, of the performance a, but they're not a, actively it's in WWE the performance. walkout it's also it not the case yes. that With Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends are on stage when she sings about I agree. I'm just making that very clear for those who are not in the know to not assume uh, that world is going to include Doin B running around on stage and doing some crazy dance moves, right? Like, no, they I'm do. Trying like to set some cool half. Sure, cool, they'll do a pose. Cringe. They'll wave. Yeah. They'll you yeah. know stand there stoically. You know they are they, part. They're 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 fixtures of the performance, but that's what they are. They're fixtures. They don't necessarily move. They're not. They will also. I don't even think they're choreographing in, in, anything. It's just like they no, walk out. They and just they're stand just like, there. They're they're supported. Oh, that's it. Like I'd be surprised if like, hey, at this yeah. cut, I'm gonna dab. Okay. Yes. Like I don't even yeah, think that no, there's no. even that level. No, no, no. And no, no. to be fair, we have something adjacent to that where we have you know Golden Boy announcing all of the teams in the finals coming out, but it's tying that to a piece of content that is supporting it, whether that be a song or an animation or something to excite people. To get the world on fire, to get the world to notice the Overwatch League. That's the idea and the piece of content that we're after, and it hasn't happened yet. So we have DJ Khaled going, sing the Cardi B song. Come on, sing it for me. Cardi B, bro. Like, Tick Artist is not even. Th- it's, it's unreal, so, dude. Oh, totally get it. And then Zed was, of course, a lot better, but it was could've still been, not a song. Could have been better. Could have been better. Yes. Yes. Been, the, the problem, and I think one of the, the biggest issues is here, right, is that, mm-hmm. and, and this is still kind of like a, it's a debatable topic, but let's just say Overwatch League does not support itself the way that League does in its Overwatch scene, or in its not esports scene. And so Almost investing into, like getting, like, getting Dylan Francis to go, to go play a private event is $150,000. Sure. That's uh, approximately what it is. So sure. uh, I don't know how much bigger Zed is than that, but let's just say it's double or triple. Uh, sure. To get KDA to come in, do a new song, 
do you know you get a whole video for it for mm-hmm. and we're we're talking multi-million dollars um for something that's going to play for you know uh use this point 200 million people live uh 100%. versus 50k maybe maybe 150k for grand finals we got dj Khaled instead and I, and I honestly, Do I think, think that, that he... was an investment where it's just like, let's just go mainstream big name and not let's take somebody <sighs> endeared by the community, create content that will tie the artist to the community and put it together. Like, a, a, again, they just went like, cool, we have five million bucks. Who can we get for this? DJ call Okay, go. I know what League of Legends does. They get the superstars before they absolutely blow up and then build relationships with them. I mean, you know who was in KDA? Mm-hmm. Medicine Beer. Before sure. she remotely became the superstar that she is. G-Idol yeah. wasn't as huge as they were at the time. I okay, they had one that, dot in there, which was... Um, Do you think Overwatch ah, League go. is trying to or would be smart to try and get um, major artists from like Korea? Yeah, you could. You could try. Yeah, it's a massive overlap to go yeah. into K-pop. I think it's very think, obviously the case. I think yeah. that would be very successful. But nobody can... above forty has. I want to. I want to pronounce, or I want to. Uh, I have a counterpoint. Okay. I don't think that they will ever compete meaningfully with League in Korea. They see their growth markets oh, here in all. the United States. Sure. Primarily so... in the United States, and so they invest in artists here in the United States. Sure, that's that's fine. Let's play within that framework then. Why don't why aren't we getting like a young up and coming, you know, music group tying them or signing them to like name this? one? It's not my job to name one. Go find but, one. But right, so like and, and even then I knew who KDA was before any of these things. I don't listen to K-pop. Like I don't know if I would classify KDA as up and coming. KDA didn't exist. Well, like the G Idol was the yeah, yeah. sorry the th- no, no, they I were, don't even know the they were. the yeah. the right terms because that's how little mm-hmm. I but like I knew of the group that is was Katie I don't even understand the whole lore behind that if I'm being honest mm. but I, but so I the idea the is that group- they're taking these young artists and kind of tying them to in-game properties and giving you a piece of content why can't we do something similar that's that's my point. Whether that be in Korea, whether it be China, whether it be the United States, whether it be Europe. I don't Why think aren't we creating- young artists exist all that much in the United States music. And let me, let yeah. me frame that. You don't have a lot of K-pop boy bands or sure. gal pals, whatever those groups are called. It doesn't even matter, but you don't really have a lot of those here. Give you me have a DJs I think I got, in, I got in the their mid-20s. That will kill you. Give me a sec. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions. I think there's plenty. I don't think there's a lack of house music producers. That <sighs> like, want to I would, too late. I would just be like, too late. I would have loved to be able to say Billie Eilish because it was very close to that. Billie but. Eilish was going to be a name that I was going to bring up. Donald Glover was going to be a name a couple years ago that I would have brought up. Childish Gambino, um, I think, would have been one. Post He's Malone. a gamer. I think you're looking too big. Not three years ago, before this is America. I mean, I mean Childish Gambino was, was yeah. larger. Oh, I, um, I think like, it takes a lot of like up and coming either music producers or talented musicians and gives not gives them a platform. I feel like that gives Riot a little too much credit, but um, features them 
in a piece of content that they know is going to be successful. And I would be willing to put a large sum of money that something similar for Overwatch would be very, very successful. And I've been kind of clamoring for it and beating that drum for a long time. Whether that be in NA, EU, Europe, Look, wherever, I don't care. It, it's Just not our it job to know. It's a job of someone below the age of 40 in that company sure. to know and connect the wires. Problem is that nobody that, or that's not true, but like... Look at all the, the, the music hosts they have on, on Venn. I've never heard a lick of those music. And every time I see it pop on Twitter, I'm like, oh, who are these people? Get some of them. I don't know. Find them. Not my job. I gave you the idea. Go also, the it. Warriors uh, artists weren't big uh, personalities no, either. A lot, lot, lot of very young. So you're not. And again, I don't know if, how nefarious you want to look into this, but you know, you're not necessarily I paying mean, a DJ Khaled rate. You're getting somebody young and giving them a platform. They, they're a also like they're hitting it every time. Like <laughs> Buhau, like, Buhau hits it perfectly. Joe Dragons. wants Blizzard to discover the Beatles no, as a side. I don't project. want them to discover. That's I'm just asking them to do a little bit more. It doesn't even have to be music. We can, yeah. we can, we can. If you don't want music, guys, we'll wash our hands with the music. Give me an interesting player feature. Like the Yaki, where Yaki's coming out and he's Tracer and he's battling Prophet on Genji. Wouldn't you like that? I think that'd be pretty cool. We don't have that either. I agree. Why aren't you super excited for the playoffs? Because we don't have anything to excite us. There's nothing to strike that match. So whether that's music, whether that's a fun video to watch, whether that's mm. a piece of drama that you've not piece of drama, but a uh, piece of dramatic content that the league has created. It doesn't, I, I'm not, I'm not asking for something specific or, or I, I won't create a specific argument. I'm just asking for excitement. I'm like, I'm asking the league to do a little bit more in terms of content creation. And someone think, that understands the demographic and lines them up. Zed is a good call. I sure. won't deny that. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an endemic like someone that ex expressed interest in the game, that's the type of artist you want, right? And if that guy didn't record? fall into their lap and he didn't have 8 million Twitter followers, then he, nobody at the top would have still cared about this. Because everyone's a dried up boomer who gets to decide stuff at the top there. I'll say it right now. I believe that <laughs> okay. if the marketing company in Overwatch League had executed it properly, I don't think... I think DJ Khaled could have actually been cool. I think people would have liked it. It wouldn't have been KDA. The problem no, no, no. is you got a, a relatively, I don't want to say DJ Khaled was a has-been because I think that that's kind of mean. <laughs> I do a podcast about video games on the internet, so fuck me. Sure, um, whatever. But, uh, you know, he's, he's not the most relevant among the TikTokers out there. If we're, um, sure. you know, the taking, youths, taking you the, know? the youth these days, the backward the caps wearing t-shirt south korea jersey on the wall kids uh um, the youths but the fact the problem is is that what does dj call know about overwatch yeah. what did he I pretend mean, okay. to know about overwatch zed, zed was closer to that zed's closer someone, yes go ahead someone asks like raises a, a point and i suppose we should say this is an analog an analogous analogous uh, conversation that we're having because yeah. this underlining idea of being entirely out of touch with a fan base has been an underlying pattern. And we've gotten better at it, most definitely. Yeah. We have also, made large improvements. Yes, I would agree. But 
like the same is true like when i talk about the metaverse mm -hmm. in terms of like you know who actually to my knowledge nailed travis scott for that fortnite interview it was nate nanza uh, sorry not interview a uh, concert yeah. is my my uh, info that i've got we got the dudes that can make this happen we just we don't have the creatives yeah we did, did to yeah, yeah. come up with or, or maybe we have the creatives to come up with these ideas but for yeah. some reason because it doesn't like whatever evaluation method they use it doesn't mm -hmm. line up with the vision <laughs> dude like everything is just like okay on the one hand we have companies like riot like F fortnite uh, like epic trying to get with the times look at the technology that is available do cool mm -hmm. uh vfx stuff um for their live events or in uh, like drag like mix up mediums and create metaversal um like gateways that we at some point can uh, mix together like minecraft and roblox are legitimately better at this than uh, any blizzard game is not even a ki kidding like uh -huh. there are legitimate economies in terms of like uh mod support and whatnot in mm -hmm. both of these games that like this is an underlying thing that someone something is going wrong with this company that they don't have the uh like creative uh mental acuity and like creativity to just make these connections and be leaders anymore you know, know how saying, everyone fell in love with uh with blizzard for those reasons because they were innovators of the uh uh of games or feels... they took formulas and made them so much better that overwatch as far as i can tell is the last legacy we have a great franchise that or uh like not franchise what's it um ip ip that uh everyone buys into and like mm -hmm. so many people are pretty smitten with the story there's a lot you can do like even the topics are very top topical right now with uh, ai taking over we could yes. do so much we're doing nothing and with to it be, to be fair we do have a new game coming out so maybe it's coming we have a new game maybe. i also want to be clear that this is not something that's just systemic of overwatch league no, no. This is something that is honestly beyond even all of Blizzard. Like, look at Blizzard's any Blizzard IP right now, and tell me what cool. Mm -hmm. How are they relevant right now in the social social space? Well, they make really good games. I think I think that that's where it stops there, and the yeah. the really good <laughs> is ugh, I get it, but um yeah. that's that's what they do. That's what they're known for. That's what they're the they're being given money to do. And I, I look at the Activision side of things. What, yeah. what, like, where, where I is the relevancy on those as well? That is outside of the gameplay itself. Where's my the weekend mm -hmm. uh, concert in Fortnite? And that's yeah. and that's where I kind of push back against Yuska's point that it's not. And I'll be the semantic again. I don't think it's the lack of creativity. I think they have a yeah. vast okay. amount of creativity. No, no, it's the application of it the and, and admitting that. You can do it better, and it's something, you know, a, a very yeah. stable okay, Blizzard very move, yeah. where you can do it better, but you have to admit that somebody has already done it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no, you like have they always have their heads in the sand, and when people try to tell them, 
whether that be people close to the league, whether that be people close to projects that, hey, this isn't the way to do it. It should be this way. Maybe look at these people for creative input yeah. or, you know, yeah. guidance or looking yeah, at where the, the markets are trending. They're 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 oblivious to it. Yeah. It seems like they're oblivious to it. I won't, I won't speak, you know. I don't want to even go too far into the underlying issue where that's very American, um, very American thing to do to overvalue whatever boomers can still contribute to society because it's like ridiculous that the last five uh, politicians that were able to be selected for your presidency were all up above 70. That's, that's nuts to me, right? Like, there's no way that like the peak human... Uh, achievements are being done into your 17th year where like sure. like there, there's a there's a there's a value of experience and then there's a value of um being able to adapt um to new stuff so like um i'm, I'm missing the neurological phenomenon but like somewhere there's the perfect performance age for people depending on the neuroplasticity yeah there's there's the there's the perfect performance age somewhere like let's say between 30 and between 50. Mm -hmm. It can't be 60 for video games. It is simply impossible. I'd, I'd imagine it's probably a lot for younger than games. that. It is very quick. likely. Uh, yeah. So it's probably a lot quicker than that. Or a lot younger think, than that because it's so quick. Sorry. By the way, I sh I absolutely have to correct myself because the sheer creativity this company has, the potential of it, yes. is nuts and stands with the biggest, if mm -hmm. not second to none, in the yes. planet. Because the generation of our generation grew up loving Blizzard games, and yes. everyone loves to do that, and they are so enamored with the idea that Blizzard once was, that they are sleeping in their cars to work for this company. And there's just gatekeepers that say, ah, you know, for the shareholders, I, I, I don't see it. Like, uh, mm. ROI me, ROI me, bro. Just, like, just pass the time. The, uh, well, and somebody brought it up too, is that Blizzard still makes, and I, I say, I think they make the best cinematics in the industry. Um, still, yes. I think they, they I really think do. they're, if, if they're, even if you could argue that they're up there. They have to yeah. be in on the ballot. Legends is coming, but yeah, yeah. I agree. They're yeah. still. But ahead. that is yeah. not like cinematics aren't. Re sorry, but cinematics are from millennials. <laughs> like that's a little bit more yeah. like maybe an older jam. Like that was a big. Is. That was a big thing, and it's it's social relevancy now. It honestly is. It, sure. it is what Fortnite yeah. is doing. It is mm -hmm. what um, Minecraft is doing. Honestly, it's what sure. these other what these other games are doing in creating this this other kind of virtual world. Yes. Overwatch was so close and so poised to do exactly that. The, the animated shorts, boom! Yes. Right away, you're like, "Great, awesome! I can't wait for the comics to come out. I'm getting comics now mm -hmm. every couple months." Yeah, and then we get the Netflix series, and then we get this, and then we get that, and that is how Overwatch becomes mm -hmm. a social phenomenon. Yeah, and you yeah. can't yes. ROI Where that is shit. That? You can't yeah. ROI what that. What happened shit. to it? Yeah, and that's the problem is you can't ROI that shit. No, yeah. you can't. Even yeah. though everybody is talking about, um, everybody is talking about how relevant <sighs> Fortnite is because of the stuff that we just talked about. The weekend, Travis right. Scott, all the right. you know the all of the, the, the big tournaments. That's the stuff that yes. the paying customers pay about. Yep. But the people who are making the decisions see two billion dollars in in-app purchase revenue month to month. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, I feel like they had a time where they tried a lot. It's $2 billion I mean, for something. I, I can't remember if it's I mean, like year to date or a month or something. They tried a lot, 
And then when those systems didn't work, they didn't work on refining them mm -hmm. for long or trying to completely rejuvenate and take the lessons from that. Let's yeah. let's think the the auction house in Diablo, right? Sure. Creating an in-game economy. Whatever you might think about uh, what that means, right? Yeah. Um, let's... Um, I mean, the thing where it worked, because it had immediate feedback that it did, was Hearthstone, right? Like, there's this group within Blizzard, they, like, yep. th those couple of people develop something, it's an instant commercial success, and then they commit to that. They mm -hmm. always require proof of concept without having the ability to assess if it was the time or, like, the execution of the problem that uh, comes comes in. Mm -hmm. So now they are not committing to uh, the, these ideas for a meaningful amount of time, and then suddenly someone runs away with MOBAs uh, and does them better than them, right? Like, it's... It's slow. It's you just gotta have someone that has the guts and the, the understanding of how this, this generation or these two generations that you're catering to, Z and... Uh, and millennials, how mm -hmm. they work and what their vibes are and what they look for in games and where then are niches and you need to like maybe see ideas through to the end and if you see minor um, like if you, if you spot a niche within that culture and it mm -hmm. doesn't work on the first try then that idea is not like necessarily a bad one. Others mm -hmm. will do it for you, right? Like yeah. um I don't know. Like, I think it's just contributing to the space and showing that this could be successful. Maybe they didn't do it necessarily the right way, but it pushes like games as a whole forward. Two things I wanted to kind of hit that you mm -hmm. brought up. Um, Mob is increditing the people that probably did try to push that forward. It only kind of highlights your point. I, I would I'd be willing to put every single penny in my bank account that somebody in Blizzard was like, hey, people are playing this game that is, you know, mod created. We need to do something about it and nobody acted. I would be willing to put my bottom dollar that that was a conversation had at the top level or at least like some sort of like deep blizzard level. I'd, I'd put my money. And in terms of like the lack of content and the lack of support and the lack of even trying again, we have to look at the resource development on where this game has been for the last two years. Yeah, it's been focused on Overwatch 2. So yeah. in a weird way, I'll be the optimist and say maybe it's coming. Maybe that's what Overwatch 2 is. Maybe it's going to be the hit that we all need it to be. To be fair, because it can be. The people who would be developing a Netflix series or um, a music sure. video are not the people working on no, Overwatch 2. Not at all. But so, I think maybe it's packaged together. I, I get it. They're, uh, they could just be like, you know what? Let's not try to put a chandelier on a burning ship. <laughs> or sinking sure. ship or whatever and like let's just save the chandeliers for the new one and like 100%. maybe that's that, the case that's and I hope my it is. hope honestly yes. i just am like it sucks because in technology first mover advantage only works when your product is good right so otherwise what you do is you okay. just create a new market that somebody else comes in capitalizes better and you lose all this money and all all of these ideas is so, that not worth something though Maybe not the it's not the most valuable, but isn't that worth something for the future of like technology to be viewed it, as like an innovator that may not execute well, but 
creates, right? Uh, you could like say that about it's a Microsoft, little, it's a Microsoft in the late two thousands. I would say no, okay. but. Uh, genuine question. I, there, like, there are definitely examples of companies that get close but not quite there, and there are companies mm. who bring awesome ideas to market that shouldn't have been products. And then mm, a company okay. like Apple comes in, perfects it, and boom, now sure. we have it. Touch IDs and smartphones, or like touch in smartphones. I can't even call it some anything different. Touch ID and smartphones, Face ID, sure. things like that. They weren't the first, sure, but they. Just did it well enough execute. there, and the people now who yeah. you know w did have the first phone, you'll never talk about that again. Um, yeah. in, in the same thing here in gaming, and something I appreciate about Blizzard, and I hope that they never lose, is the the um commitment to just polish and excellent. But I don't 100%. think that I think that we over attribute the time to making a product excellent and we we never talk about how long it takes blizzard to get to a decision to make yep. an excellent product to even pull the trigger like like what you're saying they don't even it takes them so like long it's not like yeah and so i mean we, I we know I how long it the took polish. them to put together overwatch and we, even yeah. in the the alpha stuff that we saw it was as about as polished as a lot of these, you know, games coming out yes. for open beta and stuff like that. Sure. And it was, it was solid. It was more balance issues and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. The, we know Overwatch came together, what, in a year? 18 months? Roughly. They had, yeah, I the, mean, to the, be the fair, they had an engine game. and assets that came from <laughs> a Project different Titan. game that was developed yeah. over the course of whatever a decade it was at the time. Yeah. Forever, it feels like. But, um, you know, it was a game that was pulled together relatively straightforward. When you're talking about um, MOBAs and when you're talking about, like, even auto chess, mm -hmm. these are relatively sandbox environments. Like, it's not... It's one thing to, like, polish a game like WoW. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I like, the level of, of polish and time needed to make a game like WoW is far less than a game like TFC. I think it's like securing an idea so that you could go forward with it when you have a proof of concept and you should have everything you need to be able to kind of like... And again, maybe I'm thinking out of pocket here. What was stopping Blizzard from basically approaching the developers from Defense of the Ancients and saying, hey... We'd love to bring you on. We love the product you created. We just want it. We want to bring you on to develop this for us. What's stopping them from doing that? I think it's themselves. And I think this is just an entire, you know, accumulation of problems that Blizzard has within regards to competitive, you know, esports, which we're the podcast of. Um, it, it's, it's all symptoms of the same thing where they're either too slow or they're out of touch or perhaps both. And maybe that's coming. Maybe that's Overwatch 2. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to have sure. hope. I'll continue to be that optimist. Maybe it's sure. coming. Joe. You don't want that either. And then like, wow. You guys say have that phones, again, right? <laughs> DJ Khaled. Yeah, we have funds. Regular season formats, you don't need tournaments. Only tournaments don't work. And lastly, as I think, localization. Like, come <laughs> Get away from I, me with I, this I, cool I, I agree on a lot of those points. Localization feels biased because you're European. It works here. I don't know why it doesn't work elsewhere. It's conditioned differently there. 
No, no, like the, it Ever? works also in uh, in. I mean, we are still fans of our local clubs, right? That's still a thing. Sure. I just don't think this generation necessarily like we're moving all over the planet because the freaking economy needs uh, uh, us to. Sure. Yeah. How should I ad like be bound to um to like a physical space and develop like I'm leaving town every two years, uh, like the the the. Does that stop you from being a fan of your local club, though? No, but like the attachment and the type club? of investment would be different. And like the sure. the development is towards like finding whatever there is in the world that you find dope and becoming fan of that. And sure. then technology is evolving to a place. I don't know if you guys have seen what uh, Dota VR uh, yeah. observer observation client looks like. There's a full observation client in Dota where you can fly around the engine and just like look at it from different perspectives. You can get people into your lobby. Sure. Um, I think like motion tracking, like in the next 20 years, fandom or work or whatever will uh, fundamentally happen more in virtual spaces. 100%. Um, the, especially tech, uh, affine people will, um, will flock to that more so. That is mm -hmm. our demographic. And to develop technology that sort of like goes towards that, like that's a way better idea for wealth to already t tinker around with these ideas mm -hmm. than for us to go, oh, well, I suppose like homestands where people like uh, go there and then attach to players that don't also necessarily have anything to do with our home city. I mean, I and feel like you can. You could kind of take that and frame it differently and point the finger at every other esport ever at that point. Where it's like, if you're not completely online and found, you know, the, the solution to 6G, then you're all behind the times. Like, mm, I think yeah. we're no, thinking a like little we're not. We're the only ones localizing, aren't we? Right. I think that's. I mean, I think that's their CDL? attempt at being creative. Yeah. Like, outside of. Because that's Activision. Blizzard, that, yeah. 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 I, I, I think that that's their attempt at being or trying to innovate. Do you see that? Yeah. It, like, does it work at the, at the moment? I mean, we never really got a chance to try. So we haven't had like the we haven't had like a long stretch of people being able to come out to support their fans and we haven't had like sure. years to test if this works. But I'm not won't. saying it will. We probably won't, not for the foreseeable future. So, um, I don't know. It's 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 a question I can't answer. Can I pose a hypothetical? Sure. sure. A, a very hypothetical. Let's say LCS or whatever one of the the league leagues. And again, I'm I don't watch leagues, so like this is <laughs> sure. So dumb. We get it. Well, let's just say they decided to rename all of the franchises based on local cities. That's or all they did. Oh, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, a, each team has a city. Mm. Do you stop being a fan of one because of the city that they are represented by? Everything stays the same. You probably see some marketing towards those local environments. Do you no. stop being a fan? No. Uh, do you if think the underlying sorry? If the underlying assumption is that no nothing changes within these teams and TSM still stays TSM, yeah, it'd be just TSM Seattle, New York, TSM. yeah, TSM New York, whatever. But I think not only... if they went like New York Excelsior owned by TSM and the owned by TSM, like like we have now, right? Where it's like 
or it's, it's like Immortal Zones Valiant. Yeah, whatever it's not that like Immortals. It's yeah, that just didn't Valiant. work. Uh, so, no, so whole, it didn't. I, I, I agree, but just bear with me for a second. I don't want to go down yeah, yeah. that rabbit hole just yet. We can go down that rabbit hole, I promise. Pin it. Mm-hmm. So, but let's just say, give me, give me the name of your favorite league team. SKT1. Okay, S- SKT1. So, let's just say they rebranded to... Is that South Korea? Yeah, Seoul. Yeah, Seoul. Like Seoul, Seoul they're, Tigers. They're Seoul, yeah, they're Seoul Dynasty now. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're just Seoul Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you stop being a fan of that team? Just for the brain bank, no. Um, do you think new people... And, and Seoul's kind of weird, I understand. Do you think new people become fan... Uh, Fans of how you you'd have to use it, uh, I think an American example, but do you yeah, think new think new so. people would become fans think so. of a no. team because that they are now the sole team? Yes. Do Do you think people are more interested because are more interested in Overwatch because there is a team associated with it? I think that was their entrance into the metaverse, and they haven't really done much else past that point. Well, wait, we we're, we're not done with the equation yet, though. Okay. Do you think? Some people won't become fans because a team is tied to a physical location. For me, I do not. This is, this, that that was going to be my third one. Do you think teams or mm-hmm. some people won't become fans because they don't have a team in a physical location or they do have a team in a physical location that they don't? Yeah. Have? So if, if SKT is suddenly called SKT one soul, okay. do you, is that not a repellent for us, uh, for some fans? To not become fans for, of that specific city. I feel like if you weren't and already... And by the way, with... I'm not condoning them, like, having... Sure, that. whatever. I'm yeah. just saying, like... I would never want to cheer on a German team. <laughs> I think if you aren't already interested, yeah, it might just increase the apathy, where it's just like, well, I don't have a team to root for, so why would I be interested in it? Like, right. I don't play the game, I'm not interested in the esports side of things because I don't have a team to root for, so... Yeah, I guess right. I don't care. So you're really not... It seems like a zero-sum game where it's like, I'm not interested in the game. I it's, haven't been interested in the eSport, and I'm not going to be. So, like, yeah. it's, I wouldn't the say thing it's a repellent. Is, oh. the, the interesting part, or the, the thing that makes a difference, is not the name. That's just a name. That's sure, just a name. And yeah. we could, like, if, if someone told me TSM, the S and M, was always uh, Seattle, then that's fine. It, like, do your JK Rowling revisionist ds yeah okay. uh whatever right but okay. um like the the thing that really changes is what that means for tournament formats what that means for league formats what that means for priorities of the league that um like uh, it go, go a little bit more in depth on what you mean because i feel like there's a pretty like brother and sister example of what or the space that we're specifically talking about that kind of contradicts your point. Okay, so if I am a league where everyone mm-hmm. wants the top spots, I cannot have a... Uh, in the Overwatch League, I cannot have a tournament in Rio, correct? I wouldn't see why you... Unless I, maybe I'm just like completely missing you the point. Because they don't have you mean because they don't have a team yes. there, you can't have a tournament oh. in Rio? Guess, Although to yeah. be fair, professional leagues and professional sports, like we get some um, yeah, Premier League true. games yeah. over here in the United sure. States. Not sure, all you, the time, but, but you 
would have a hard time justifying that for teams sure, because they want you wouldn't have regular in there. you wouldn't have or regular within, tournaments yeah. in Rio yeah. when right. there's no teams even in South America. Sure. Sure. I agree. By localizing, you make teams tournament organizers. Correct? Not necessarily. You do not have to do that, no. Yeah, not necessarily. I think there's By a franchising teams locally and, and yeah. delegating yeah. the responsibility of organizing local uh, local events to yes. the teams in charge That's of the local you... markets. Yes, you do. Yes. Okay. But I think yeah. you can still have branding like you do in the Call of Duty League, from my understanding, and maybe I'm speaking out of pocket. Um, you still have the best of both worlds where you have your tournaments. The teams aren't necessarily their own TOs. It is still a league run system with the benefits of having localization. We don't have that necessarily in Overwatch because it is completely team run and the teams are TOs, but I wouldn't necessarily equate the, the branding strategy to the league format. I don't know if they're necessarily, um, rigidly correlative. I mean, I suppose not necessarily, but you want to maximize the amount of games that. Okay, sure. that's also pro property of of the localization. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you that like you you'd want to keep your events within the local system, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't be like the NFL isn't going to London every weekend to play, you know, football, right? Yeah. Um, you want to keep it within your system because it creates value because there's more people that are interested in it there for you know X number of reasons. You also need to travel way more and organize in way more places, right? Sure, because the LCS doesn't need to, right? Right, but I think you could still have the LCS and the LCS format and have localization tied to it. I, I think you can have the best of both worlds. Mm, I, I don't know not how to bring this back to it's, it's impossible. I also think that mm. local markets should, in theory, do a better job at marketing and creating events for local markets than a central office. Say that again? Uh, a local market, so a local franchise. So let's say, let's yeah, use... Yeah. Um, let's use Immortals, because aren't they actually based in okay. L.A.? And they have been for like, let's just say so. they have been for the last 30 years. Sure. So they're familiar with sure. LA. They're familiar with the market. LA mm. Valiant should, or Gladiators or whoever, uh, should mm. be able to organize a better event than the Overwatch League office. Assuming that they Ideally. both have the same budget. Like theoretically, they should understand uh -huh. that market and how to market to it better, better than, than the, the, of the course, overall part of the league. Mm -hmm. I, I agree in 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 theory. I yeah, in practice it doesn't necessarily weigh out. I still think we're still very young in terms of that um it, of of establishing our own markets or our understanding, you know, these franchises understanding where they are and how to properly do that. I also think just morale and general interest about the game has been down because of the things that we've mentioned and I won't necessarily beat that drum again, but it it doesn't. None of this lends itself to being helpful. I think that's like yeah. to kind of tie it back into esports and competitive Overwatch. Nothing that we've talked about has really helped us. It's only hurt us. It's only the, the random systems being thrown at it to fix problems that weren't really even there. 
Um, the lack of content, the lack of general interest and motivation because of the reliance on Overwatch 2 to kind of like be the savior of this game as much as it's not necessarily it kind of is viewed that way. It's the general feeling, right? Doesn't help us. Yeah. I I also just apologize for not being that structured in these thoughts. No, I I mean, I feel like the last 20 minutes shedding dumb shit, but like, (laughs) no, um, I I mean, these are interesting conversations that I think people don't have because they're either disenfranchised with the game or the league or just mm. don't think about it so i think it's these are these are fun conversations to have this is what a podcast is for i mean at least in my opinion it's also one of my biases is like my underlying assumption for me the reason i got into esports was i was wanted to get away from physicality that was on the outside of my environment right sure i assume that a lot of Esports fans use e- esports as a uh, as a uh, an escape mechanism, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Maybe the underlying assumption becomes less and less true as time goes on, and it's not actually like further hurt uh, an environment, but uh, just like someone that genuinely like it, video games is now like a, one of the biggest pastimes that we have, and of course, some will mm-hmm. trickle into esports there, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I just think. With all the social issues that we're facing, the virtual realm makes so much more sense. And also, I think I agree. I I looked at the um, Travis Scott concert. I missed it both times. Like they had six total. Sure. I would have. I, I I was sad that I didn't see it because for me it was like a paradigm shifting event, much like watching the first three D movie. When I yeah. watched Avatar, was the movie itself is pretty garbage. Let, let me, it, it's like, an experience. Like you it's that, about the you experience. Take that back. Yeah, I mean the story. Like, what well, is it? Unobtainium. Yeah, come on, come on. Oh, so, okay. So then the whole Marvel universe is out. Got it. Great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cherry <laughs> Great. I'm cherry right. But like the, the, it's about the experience and the, the dimension where we can take this. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like okay, this, this smells like future. And the VR space and whatever is coming with it is I think that. it is. That is that is that does smell like future, but I also think that we can't go full future. Because I think that's where we get to what John was talking about, where we might be able to create something that is, you know, innovative and maybe a good idea, but execution-wise falls flat on its face. I think you have to be able to balance both and maybe even lean sure. towards smelling like future. But then you don't go back. You don't go back. And I think localization is back. I don't think it was ever given a fair shake in terms of esports, in terms of where we are now as a general idea. So I think it's fine to retest that idea every once in a while and saying, hey, maybe there's something here. It seems to work in every other kind of competition. How do we properly use this to benefit this competition? I so Yiska, like a question. Do you think that in fifty years people will want to congregate in a physical location together? Concerts, mm, professional family, sports, maybe. But not I like don't concerts. Think for concert, no. Professional but, sports. No. I will also say here's my bias. I've never once had fun at a concert in my life. <laughs> Never once. Conventions, yeah, maybe gaming that's... conventions, Twitch cons, Blizz cons. 
it's always like, oh god, it's a crowd of people, they're all dumb, is one that screams fire and we're all trampling each other. <laughs> is, is that not just like a bias though? It, I mean, it could very well be. I just think yeah. that whatever you get I out get of the, the general physical... feeling. Okay, the, like, okay. So, mask off. I have that, um, that same argument with psychologists where it's like, well, uh, you know, like having, having friends online is really not the same thing, you know, in the same physical room together. I think we have a pretty good idea that it is very, very close to real friendships, right? I think it, it, the feeling is there. I would, it's not I for would me. Agree. Okay. But I think it's that's not. fair as well. Like, not, but, but not again, like that, it also doesn't have to be for everybody to be true. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like I, I totally agree that it, in most, in most options or in most cases in my life, Online interactions, especially this past year, of course, uh, have become the de facto way to maintain friendships. And yeah. in fact, there's a level of and, and the the fundamental concept that you can't like maintain some sort of like level of closeness and depth without being within a physical distance. I largely agree. Mm -hmm. and I think is is antiquated. That being said, mm -hmm. I don't think that I don't think that that means. Um, there are not benefits to being with people in a physical space. For sure. I mean, it, yeah, outside yeah, of working on that yeah. herd immunity. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's also just like hormonal stuff, just like smelling each other. Of course, that all contributes to the, mainly the smells. Room, actually, is that just the title? Joke, Maybe it's just title, bro. <laughs> you already said it. It's, it's come on, like, like the, boomer baby. Right. Yeah, but but like it, that's part of the equation. But yeah. I think, like, whatever we think, for instance, um, the hype that we can feel from, let's say, like, for instance, I think the experience down the line of going to a concert that's in a virtual space with mm. corporal beings that all are all people and, like, avatars, with all the possibilities that you, or almost all possibilities that you have yeah. in a normal environment while they take you to the Mariana Trench to have a concert there, yeah. then shoot up to Ve Venus, it, it, then become an atom like in a, in a post oasis world, whatever it is in a post oasis yeah. world where entire economies are driven <laughs> Bias. off of what you're discussing. Yes, I yeah. largely agree. But I, don't I don't know what the timeline is on that, if yeah, I'm being honest, I, I, but I think that is in our generation. I also think that it people, if we still have a beautiful landscape outside and a beach yep. and yep. a concert hall or whatever, I don't and think stuff, the idea of nostalgia is going away. I don't think people are going be like, yeah, I'm just going to VR this one as yeah. a de facto choice every time. I think yep. that uh, largely the reason we go <sighs> online is just because of COVID. The accessibility. Uh, I can't fly to certain places. Uh, this place is burning down. This place is melting, and so we stay inside. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that that sure. is a little bit more likely <laughs> in the long run in it. And I don't think that that means that we won't go to virtual spaces. I think we absolutely will. But I just, mm. I just don't agree that it's always the preferred way. Like, it's, time. it's like I always yeah. baseball games. It's way better to watch a baseball game on TV because it's. Yes. Like because you get a better viewing experience there, but sure. It's better to go to a baseball game. In fact, that's why you 
go to baseball games is for the experience, not to watch because the game. Because social. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, so, to a degree, I expect that to be the case. And if there was ever a game where it should be about the social experience and not the game itself, because nobody really seems to understand what's going on, me included, then it would be Overwatch. Maybe Overwatch, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, like... <sighs> I don't know. I I I feel like we're already pretty close, and the scalability of it all is. I don't think we're that close. Is so much like. I mean, we're looking at Rod dual... Stewart's. Rod Stewart has a has a at the Copacabana. I think has a three point five million people concert. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's the world record at the moment. Sure. What a tragedy! Give it, give it ten years, and we will beat this record by a magnitude. In VR, are you with okay, an asterisk two, twenty years? In VR, yeah, yeah. To yeah, to define VR, you're talking about like a whole ass like Oculus, not like in a okay, not a, not virtual, maybe not virtual reality, but okay, some and in a virtual, virtual space. space, whether that be yeah. Twitch TV, whether that be YouTube. I think we're yeah. already past that point. Then, um, Do you don't, don't think we had these huge like how many people so. were at the Copacabana? 3.5 million. How many people are watching Worlds? I mean, that's not a concert, right? And then you would have to say, like... Different uh, but the players were involved. They were involved. <laughs> like the, I mean, how, the, okay, how different is here's, the performance? Here's the, difference, here's the difference between us watching okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Overwatch on our... Mm -hmm. um, ah, God damn it. Like, uh, I'm a little it. sick. And I'm, like... Curated uh, experience. Okay. Our observers tell us the story, and then the the shoutcasters talk over it. Right. Mm -hmm. In a football match, that's not what's happening. You're your own observer. Sure. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, but mechanically, in some, different. In some sense, you choose your own um, angle. By the, I mean, yeah. ideally, you would want to choose. From very different, many different angles. Sure, yeah. that is the interactiveness. The interactiveness of the mm -hmm. experience is what makes it special. Yeah. So being able to fly around Travis Scott and not just watch the YouTube video is worth six bucks to me. For instance, I would pay per view of that. Okay. Um, and that was more than Rod Stewart, though, right? Like yeah, that, million, to, right? to kind of return to the idea, right? Like, how it is might that have actually different? already? It's twelve yeah, million I mean, for that. I just maybe you killed it already. Yeah. To to use at your at the same time though. Yeah. To I mean in a, in ways in it same. is different, but the feeling yeah. is the same. Look at look at how often and how much and how I think accurately you bring up the idea of you know uh, competition and esports in in that same vein. Um, it's like a church going experience. So if you still get that same feeling of I'm at an event, I'm at Worlds, Twitch chats all pogging their goddamn heads off, right? That's already the perfect that's, simulation of why that's that the same works. feeling. Yes. You can we can improve that, but I, yeah. I that's where I was like, okay, are we talking about like jacking into the matrix and like being in oh, the oasis no, or whatever? No, it doesn't have to be. Or in does it have link. to be a virtual space? Yeah, I, I think, think if if we agreed to that, like Twitch and YouTube and wherever else we are if that's a virtual space then we're way past that point maybe cheering is an inferior form to a theoretical way to express emotion within a, a virtual space maybe there's a better way where the individual like sure. the per per capita 
ex like uh the splooge no longer that... needs to be spiritual is what you're saying <laughs> what i'm saying is like eighty thousand in the stadium screaming might be very very nice yeah. but maybe the eighty thousand in a virtual space with something that isn't screaming but yeah. something else we haven't figured it out yeah, yeah. some emotive way where we just like exploit the hell out of our biology the biological programming mm. um like i don't know what, what it what it would be whatever uh, it needs to be this is getting a maybe little black just like everyone flashes round butts beautiful round butts and every kind of one can agree it's amazing every right? it's like a food wars tasting we just all for like instance right like off everyone yeah. just like uh closes off or whatever it is maybe that's the higher spiritual energy of whatever it, uh sure. gets to be right without ever hacking into uh yep. like brain or whatever like yeah if that's the case i think we're already there and yeah if if virtual if you're talking about virtual spaces then yeah i'd agree but I'm trying very, very, diff very, very hard ways to try and swing this back to Look, Overwatch in some way. This is a long-winded way of these guys, uh, sixty-year-olds, want to play their golf in real life when they would probably also enjoy it more in virtual reality. They are holding me back from leaving this mortal shell alone and uploading myself <laughs> into the cloud. So please bring me to peace peak esports experience where I'm just sub circuits watching profit become the golden overwatch league. We need to get uh, to the convergence. Awkward. I agree. Uh ASAP. We've only got like 70 years left and then who knows. So yeah. Please. Um yeah. Alright, chat. Well <laughs> it's been a ride, boys. It's been a uh, this ride. This was um our this. ability to absolutely BS through two hours of podcast is unrivaled, unmatched. Hey, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, okay? there's no games. Just because some, just uh, because we talk for two hours out. doesn't mean that people want to listen to it. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, chat so, seems to be we'll pretty see. active. We'll, we'll see. see. At least there's one person. If there's one person, then we'll keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> it was... We went all over here. Hope you had fun. Um, we're going to playoffs next week. And so on yes. Wednesday, we'll be kind of previewing the matches that we're going to be seeing. We've got four days of matches, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I believe. Play-ins, yeah. I think, are on Thursday and Friday. And the matches are Saturday, Sunday, or something like that. Um, anyways, something, like, something that. like that. We're definitely starting on Thursday. Big weekend of Overwatch League. Uh, and we'll be previewing those matches and stuff on Wednesday. Uh, big thanks for everyone hanging out. Big thanks to our new patrons, Chris Yu, who updated their pledge. Thank you so much. And big thanks to the new subs, P. Scott 15, Toucan in a Hat. And welcome to your first time watching the live show, as well as appearing Cloud9. If you like the show, consider dropping a sub right here or going to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. We'd really super duper appreciate it. Uh, also leave a five-star iTunes review. You can do that for free. Um, shout out to the week where people can find you. Uh, Joe, you're up first. How about... Oh, the Jaded Tongue. Uh, Thank you for the new sub just now. Yes. Thank you, Jaded Tongue. Um, yeah, this week, um, a lot going on. If you're into Valorant, check out the socials. Looking over Pop Flash and doing some stuff there. Um yeah interview with some of the valorant teams looking at Birdring's career towards the end of the week with in regards to playoffs and yeah so valorant overwatch 
all coming at you this week, so stay tuned. I, I like how they're calling it the Kick Tripod Existential Crisis Podcast. It's so true. <laughs> the cold sweats at 2 a.m. Oh, well, you're right. way, way more rooted in reality than Joe and I are. We are just like sitting in our rooms, just like stimulating with Japanese art slash anime, and then just like going to sleep at weird hours. Not just your existence. Actually, doesn't refer to me at all. Nice. Chatting around all day. <laughs> I'm not. Jeez. Yes, uh, what about you, man? Shout out to the week where can people find you? Right. Um, yeah, I um, I got to see, like, I have a bit of a health scare. I'm self-quarantining at the moment. Um, but I think I'll, I'll, I mean, that's my dojo now. I can exist in this virtual space. That's also the way I work. So, um, like, I have a really dope interview that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, great guest. Uh, will also not surprise you who the guest is. I don't want to give it away, but uh, it is a more contemplative interview, sort of like uh, looking at, at the person's career and like the the underlying principles that went through it. That's a good one. Um, not sure when that will be released. Otherwise, um, wrote something today about the um, discussion. Pretty interesting that we never had that in in Overwatch. Where in Valorant, people were discussing if there should be an advantage given in the lower bracket final, uh, in the in the grand finals when someone uh, comes from the upper bracket. No, watch that was never really discussed. We don't have that. I think we what, the only thing that we have ha has been map picks, um, which is pretty su uh, sufficient, right? And then, um, yeah, I will definitely have, of course, preview content. Um, Eric has uh, helped a bunch there once again, uh, getting all that good math going. I, I, I'll chuck in my evaluations based on the meta. If I can help it, I'll actually fill you in what the meta in both scenes will be um, in that very same article, just informing you what where the directions are going. I can tell you there is a what what wide variety of um, like meta compositions at the moment that teams are running, which makes me suspicious if we're not converging until Thursday. So we got to see um, if someone gets Torp virus again, or if the, the league gets Torp virus, someone finds out something very obviously the best. Um, but yeah, the approaches are like, there is definitely a meta blob of something that a lot of people are playing, and then there are teams that, based on their idiosyncratic advantages that they're playing, so just like a little bit of. I know, I know, I talked a lot today. Sorry, I have a fever. Just went on there. Just shout out to the week. Where can people find you? It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Time is all relative. It's just nice to have you back and be able to talk freely and to not have that ticking thing in your back in the back of your head. Oh, you got to reel it in. You got to look at the time. Oh, did you just click your uh, Discord window and is therefore now something on the leaks? Um, yeah, are you leaking anything? Oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, well, lots going on at least. That's good for you. Um, as for me. 
I'm doing some more content on the YouTube, but uh, work's getting really busy. I had <laughs> I had a meeting today for the first time where I met our company's investors face to face and got grilled for like 45 minutes. So hot grills. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go drink. I think <laughs> <laughs> they're tough. I mean, you know, they're investing a lot of money. Like, gotta have you. Gotta have your shit together, you know. Sure. So, uh, but I think it overall went well. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm like dressed. I'm not dressed professionally at all. Like it's literally a crew sweatshirt, but this is my dressing nice. Um, yeah. Anyways, chat. Thanks for being here. Uh, I've got more stuff coming on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/kicktripodyt. Um, I also am doing some more stuff with my Discord, discord.me slash kicktripod, if you ever want to come and hang out there. We talk a lot about it, a lot of like tech, gaming, and uh, like mechanical keyboard stuff. Like that's mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing there. It's kind of fun. Just a small little group right now, but everybody's welcome to join, hang out. Uh, please do. All right, we're out of here, chat. Thanks for hanging out. Have a good one. We will see you Wednesday. Bye. Unko, thanks for the sub.